0: Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Unstoppable CEO Podcast and the Advisor Inner Circle Podcast. My name is Steve Gordon. I'm your host. And I'm here today with uh, the co-host of the Advisor Inner Circle Podcast, John H. Curry. Mr. Curry, great to see you again. Welcome. Good to see you, Steve. I'm looking forward
0: to this because uh, I'm convinced that you're one of the craziest people I know. You remind me of I, Steve Martin, you know, wild and crazy guy.
1: I don't know about that, but uh, we're doing, folks, a very special joint episode uh, of, of these two podcasts. Uh, and uh, and we're going through a uh, a thing called the Inevitable Growth Scorecard that uh, I've created and uh, is now available. If you go to dot thegrowthscore.com, thegrowthscore.com you can download the scorecard in, in a PDF and you can kind of follow along. And in the last episode, uh, we did an overview of, of uh, the entire scorecard and it covers eight mindsets, eight ways of kind of thinking and approaching growing your business and, uh, and approaching your marketing. And, uh, and what we're gonna do now is, we're gonna go through in separate episodes, we're gonna go through each of the eight mindsets uh, that are on the scorecard, and uh, today's the first one, John, so I'm I'm excited about it.
0: So am I, Steve, especially with number one, who is your who? Uh, I'm looking forward to your thoughts on this. I'm also looking forward to jumping in a little bit because, as you know, I've spent a lot of time over the years, way back in 1983, identifying my who and getting really focused on the who, but also not the who, but the why they were my who. So those of you who are listening, you're thinking, this guy's nuts. Who, why, and who? But trust me, hang in there with Steve, and you're going to love what you see. And, Steve, would you please, I want you to start with the basics. Just take us from each of these 12 points that you have on the scorecard. If you've not downloaded it yet, it's okay. Just listen and then go back and look at the PDF later. But just start it from scratch, Steve, and then wherever it goes, it goes.
1: Yeah. So on the scorecard, there are, are four mindsets, um, and these really represent what I've observed as as the growth path for um, for the, a lot of the business owners that we've worked with. They've been in one of these four areas to to one degree or another, um, and uh, and so I'm, I'll just kind of walk through each one of these. John, the, the first one uh, under who is your who is that. You feel that focusing on a specific target market is simply too limiting and forces you to miss out on, on too many deals. And, uh, John, uh, you've worked with a lot of, of financial advisors over the years. Do you ever come across advisors that feel like that if they focus on a specific target market, that it's just too limiting for them? All the
0: time. I, I'm working with a gentleman right now. We just had a conversation yesterday morning. He pays me a nice fee as a, for coaching as a coaching client. And he said, but John, if I if, if I only focus on these people, what about the ones I lose? What about? Them? He goes, uh, I don't get them. I understand. If you don't get them, but you spend more time and energy on the ones you choose to work with, because they love you and you love them, what's going to happen to your business? Now you've kicked me in the butt many times on this one. Sometimes not very nicely, by the way, from the standpoint of I talk about going to another market and you say, why would you do that? You know you've got a presence, you're known, you're well respected, you're kind of like the wizard in this particular area. Why would you go do that? But sometimes we gotta step out of the lane for a little bit, and that's okay if we get back in the lane. but I get that, but just don't be chasing everything that comes by.
1: yeah, I believe I said you'd be a flipping fool, and I didn't use the word flipping no you were rather rude uh if you <laughs> didn't get focused, and that was after. A number of conversations, and and I think that illustrates just how powerful that pull is. Of, you know, oh, am I missing out on opportunity somewhere? Uh, let, let me jump in. Let me jump in.
0: I'm 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 going to make a point here. I am I am very good. I will pat myself on the shoulder. I'm very good at marketing. I'm very good at sales. But I had struggled, folks, with what Steve's just talking about. I. Chose a market, we'll get into that later when it's appropriate, but I chose a market that is ideal for me because of why. And I was talking with Steve that particular day about, I want to go do this. I feel like I'm missing out on opportunities. That's the context of, of what this conversation was like, just so they'll have some background. Space.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, I think it's natural to feel that tug. I, I feel it all the time too, you know? So I, I don't think if you're in that, if you identify with that, Thinking Right now, don't beat yourself up over it. Just understand where you are right now. And John, I think it's, it's, you're a great example of this. So you had that sort of distraction. uh, And you kind of went that direction, not real far in that direction, but you went a a little ways that way for a little while. And then you, you sort of snapped back. Uh, I like to think that I had a lot to do with that, but I probably didn't. But you snapped back and now you're, you are hyper-focused on this very specific target market that that you have. And we're going to talk about that in a minute because I want to get into the why part of it as we get into the next mindset. But you're incredibly focused now and your business has just taken on this, I mean, dramatic like hockey stick growth. And I don't think it's, um, it, you know, that, that, that that's just by chance. I think that's a direct result of you getting really, really focused on that group and then figuring out how do I better serve them and how do I deliver a better result for them and communicate that more clearly to them. And I mean, as a result, I mean, you're just off the charts. I mean, you're leading the nation um, in, in uh, annuity sales and, in, in uh, you know, the main company that you work with, that's huge. And you're doing it in this tiny little market, you know, I, I, you're proof that it works. So anyway, let's move into the, the, the second, Mindset, John. Before you go there, Um,
0: let me do this. Let Let me ask people to think in terms of four steps. You're going to walk up step one, step two, step three, step four. That's what I'm seeing here. This is the way my mind works. Steve likes the numbers. I like visuals. So you're at step one. If you're feeling like, oh my God, that's me, don't despair. Just simply say, oh great, I'm on step number one. Now I'm going to number two, and I'm going to get to three and four. And I'm going to get the point where I understand this stuff and I master it because that's the way it is in life. You start walking, you fall and you bust your little butt. You try to ride a bicycle, you bust your butt, you, but you keep trying. So it's the same thing here, buddy. Same. thing. Yeah. It's all, all about progress.
1: <clears throat> so the, the second mindset is, and, and this is the next step up, which I think is a great way to think about it, that, uh, you now uh, excuse me, you know that, that narrowing your, your target market is a proven idea. So you understand that it's something that'll help you, but you're not sure how to do it without making a mistake. Explain and what so, kind of
0: mistake what kind of mistake could I possibly make by focusing on a narrow market?
1: John, what if I choose the wrong one?
0: Then I'm in trouble. And that does happen. You, that does happen. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: So the way that, and honestly, folks, this is where I find most of the people that we work with. So when we get a new client, they are most often in this second mindset. They know that this is the right idea, but they don't know how to do it. And they're really afraid that they're going to choose the wrong market. And, And part of that is there's too much choice, right? Because they look around and they go, well, I got all these different little subgroups of types of clients that I've worked with. And how do, how do I choose? And if I choose, does that then mean that I can't do business with all of these other types anymore? And um, and, and so the, the pain-free way to approach this is to look at it as I'm, I'm only going to do one at a time, right? Um, I'm going to pick a single target market. I'm going to pick my ideal client, and uh, and, and I'm going to do my best – guess of who that is. And and we take folks through a process to do that where we look at their existing clients and we look at them um, really for, um, for several criteria. The first thing we look at is, are they profitable? Because why would you want to focus on a type of client that's not profitable for you? Second is, do you like working with them? Because again, why would you want to focus on a group of people that you can't stand working with? The third is, do they get a really great result from working with you? So out of all of the clients you have, there's always going to be some that get a better result than others. Is this the group that gets really good results? Um, and and then the the fourth is, are they easy to find? Are they easy to reach? And when you put those together, now you've got a really easy way to figure out where to focus at first. And, um, and so that's kind of how you move. If you're on this second step, where you know this is something to do, but you're just kind of frozen, you're not sure how to do it, that's, that's a way to move up the rung a little bit, John.
0: But let's talk about that for a second from the word why.
1: why? Well, and I was just going to ask you, because you, I know we've talked about this before in the Advisor Inner Circle podcast, and you, you really believe in connecting why with who. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, I'm not so sure how to say this without offending some people, but I'm just going to say it. We're in, if you're in business, you're in sales, period. We're all in sales. You're selling something, either a professional salesperson or you're in business that sells something. So we think that everybody on the planet should have what we have because we're so in love with it. The truth is most people don't want to talk with us. Most people don't want what we have as a product. They want the end result of the product. You know, the, the old story about nobody wants a quarter-inch drill bit. They want a quarter-inch hole. So I, when I started seeing huge growth in my business, and I, I can get, look back in time, I can remember five times when my business just went, like, off the charts, The next year, like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, one, where to actually double, 25, you know, 50 cent in some years, double. It was because I focused on why am I working with this particular person? Why should I work with this particular person? When I started getting to the why, it made the who more powerful, okay? And it also gave me more energy because I was working with people who drained my energy. They were a pain in my ass. No fun, no profit. I said, no more, I'm done, I'm done. I would rather work on a case that gives me half the revenue but I'm having fun working with them than work with someone who is a pain in the tush that I make more money, but they're making my life miserable. When I finally made that connection, and all of a sudden it hit me like, I've got plenty of these people around me that love me, respect me, trust me. But then my why came because for me, my chosen primary market are members of the Florida Retirement System. Because I can tell the story about my grandfather, my father, who were state employees, what they experienced when they retired and ultimately died, both of them since passed away. So I'm able to have a why that is so powerful that if, if you are a compassionate, caring person, when you hear that story, you're like, wow, I have found my guy. It's not made up. It's not make-believe. It's not BS. It is absolutely my reality of life of what I have experienced, by observing family members, and I can take that with passion and share it where people go, damn, this guy knows me. Where has he been the last 20 years? I need this guy. That's the who and the why that I chose them to be the who. Now, do I get out of the lane and go after doctors, lawyers, dentists, et cetera? Of course I do. I'm going to continue doing that, but I'm going to get my butt back in my primary lane as quickly as possible. That's what I call my bread and butter.
1: I well, that's where I am. And what I always tell our clients is, you'll probably end up with two or three types of ideal client mm-hmm. profiles. You better,
0: because one might disappear for whatever reason. I, I think about your industry you're in before it dissolved. Yeah, in two thousand eight, yeah. two thousand nine, because of the economy. Yeah. yeah. So, if you, and so, if you hang your hat just on one market, you might be in trouble. But I would also caution people: don't get more than two or three.
1: I, yeah, it's very. I think very difficult in a a small business. I mean, and by that I mean anything less than five hundred or a thousand employees. Um, you know that that if you don't have a a dozen people in your marketing department or more, it's going to be very difficult to to be successful with more than, uh, two or three ideal clients. I agree. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, but start with one, start with one know that, um, that if it's off a little, chances are you're not going to be completely off. You might be off a hair, but that can be adjusted for, and know that if somebody that doesn't fit that profile comes and wants to give you money, that's just a business decision you can decide do I want to take that money right now or are they not in my you know target market and do I not want to work with them you got you have the choice at that point but I'm I'm not here to tell you you shouldn't do business with them that's up to you but for the purpose of your marketing and your communication with the world, you need to get that focused if you want it to be successful.
0: Steve, talk about the importance of visualizing your ideal client like an avatar. Talk about that because we've not mentioned that so far. Talk about visualizing and think about all the things that make up your ideal client.
1: Yeah, John, I you know, I'll be honest. I've always struggled with that, and I see people struggle you know with it all the time when they try and do it from a make believe standpoint. And so our approach is actually don't do it
0: for make believe do it like I just described from the standpoint of real life experiences of who the hell you like to work with and why. And now it becomes, it becomes real, not make believe.
1: Well, that's just it. I mean, so when we take a client through that process, we actually have them write down the names of the four or five clients that they currently have that they think are, are ideal or at least are really, really close to the ideal. And when we do that, it makes it really easy to get clear on what are the characteristics of them that make them ideal. Uh, and nice. so, yeah, that, that's the way we approach it. Let me jump in.
0: That's what I did with a guy named Charlie. I won't use his last name, uh, although I've done podcasts with him, but he probably would not mind. But when he sat down with me back in the 80s and said, look, I need your help. I've got all this crap. He brought a big box in, dumped it on my desk. I don't understand this stuff. Can you help me? I said, I don't know how to do that. He said, well, would you take time to figure it out? I said, well, I'll leave the stuff. And I'll get back to you. You know, Give me give me a, a month to work on. And one day it hit me. This was 1983. Remember clearly. Just before our son was born in July. I said, ah, I got it. I get it. And that's when I started focusing on the secure retirement aspect. Because he had all this stuff. But it, he was a professor at Florida State University. But he didn't have it all coordinated. So I figured it out. I sat down, looked at it, pretended it was my stuff, called him. I think I have something for you. Came in. How much you? Nothing. Well, I was a dummy way back then. I should have charged. <laughs> now I do charge for that. But he said, John, this is tremendous. Thank you. But when you, you're you correct, you pick a person, not some make-believe. So Charlie became my avatar, my ideal of who I wanted a client. And then I started looking for people like him and the more like him I could find. Great. Didn't have to think about it. Now, if somebody was one step below him, still great. Two steps, maybe three or four steps, maybe not. So I, I, I totally agree with that concept of who are your best people, not just from the money you make, but because of you enjoy working with them. You can make a lot of money with somebody, but but if you hate dealing with them, is that the life you want to live? It's not just
1: about money. Absolutely. So let's let's take the next step up on the uh, on the scorecard here. So the the third mindset out of the four is that you've built a good book of business and you're focused on mining the value from your existing book until you retire. Retire or die. And, or die. Yeah. <laughs> as, as you know, that can happen. <laughs> With this mindset, this is again, these are all things that I observed in people. These aren't invented. I just after observing business owners for ten years now, all of these things began to, be, you know, really get clear. There's there are a group of people that get to a a certain level of success, John, and you and I both know people like this. Hey, I went
0: through that. Who, I went through that for a period of a year. Let's be honest. I went through a period of a year where life was great. And I said, okay. How many times have I thought, okay, I'm I'm semi-retired, and now I rarely use the word retirement. You know, I, my retirement, my my vision is from sixty-seven now to age eighty-seven, twenty years out. But for a while, I was kind of like in that, even though that I wasn't really retired, I was getting a pension and social security. So I I I, I fell into that seven, eight, nine mode for a little while. We never-
1: yeah, well, and yeah, and we and we <laughs> see people who get there, and um, you know, and and for these people, often they they kind of lose sight of who there? who is, it's just really about who's already in the business, who are their current customers and, um, you know, and, and, and just continuing to, to sort of service and maybe they get some referrals and, and things like that. And, and, uh, and, and often that's where somebody is, um, I, you know, I think there's a, a step above that, um, you know, but, but for a lot of business owners, the goal is just to get up to that level.
0: Yeah. Why? let's talk about that because you're working with more people from a consulting side than I. I do coaching and consulting but with clients, but it's primarily from the financial side. So why do you think it is that we have this mindset, I'm going to build something, and once I get it to be really successful, I'm just going to then coast and retire versus like, wow, look at this machine I have built. Why would I ever retire from this? I and mean, that's where I am now. You and I talk, I, I think I'll be doing this as long as I live because I've got growth. I've got people around me that are helping me grow and I'm excited. It's, I'm passionate about it. It's fun. Because if it's not fun, guess what? I'm going to get the person who's not fun out of my world.
1: First, the, the key word you said there was machine. Okay. And I find that the people that, that get into this third mindset haven't built a machine they built a business on good old-fashioned, hard labor, belly-to-belly belly prospecting. They're they're going out and networking and shaking hands and kissing babies, and they get tired after a while. There's no system or process to continually get in front of their ideal client, you know? And and so they built it up to a point where it sort of supports them. They've gotten in a comfortable lifestyle, and they just sort of coast at that point. Um And, you know, and that's fine. If that's, if that's where you want to be, no judgment, you know,
0: but can we also also agree that sometimes people just get in a position where they have gotten in a comfort zone and some other people have gotten into this thing where they're worn out. They're weird because they've worked so hard.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But something else you said, which is key too. And I see this a lot. Um, You know, you, you talked about, the fact that you're passionate about who you're working with and you're excited about working with them and that they're fun. A lot of times I find that people who are in this mode because they weren't specific about who they really wanted to work with. They didn't get clear on who their, who is who their ideal client is that they're not working with people that they're having fun with. They're, they they do not look at their clients as people that give them joy or energy. And so why would they want more? And I think that's the, for me, that's the argument for, uh, for really being clear about who your ideal client is. So you kind of leapfrog over this into the fourth mindset um, so that you have a business that energizes you. I mean, John, you know, you're, you're 67 years old and you got a 20-year plan for growth ahead of you. You're energized by it, right? I've never, in fact, over the last probably 18 months, it's like, I don't know what's gotten into you, <laughs> you know? And not only is the business growing more than, um, you know, I've known you for 10 years. It's growing faster now than it ever has, but it's also less work for you than it's ever been because you built this really great team. You're making more money than you ever have. It's, you know, it's like everything's clicking on, on all cylinders. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that you are, are very clear about who you want to work with and why. And I think that why is, is important in there. And you're very motivated by that as part of your life's mission to help those people. And and so you transcended, even though you got into that place for a little while where you thought about coasting, your why kind of took over and you transcended it. And I think that's really powerful. To me, that's a very aspirational thing, place you wanna be.
0: I, I agree. And I think if you're any have doubts about the why part, read Simon uh, Simon's book, start with why, and you'll get a better understanding or, or go watch his uh, video of that. Just put it in uh, like TED Talks and listen to it. But I, I would tell you something, Steve, that you've helped me tremendously and Bible has been more than 10 years. Because my open-heart surgery was
1: back in 2008. You were
0: right there with me and for me the whole time. So it's been more than 10 years, my brother.
1: Yeah, you're right. It has. That's right. We knew each other before I started this business. That's right, And uh, you were right
0: there for me when I needed you because I couldn't drive, and wasn't allowed to drive, wasn't supposed to ride, really. But I think back to all of the time we spent together, breakfast meetings and a lot of them, where we talk about these things. And it, to me, it really comes down to two words, who and the why. All this other stuff is important. I know we'll get to that in future episodes. But the who, if you're not clear on who you want to serve, and if you don't have a servant mentality, I'm going to tell you something. You're going bankrupt. Your ass is going out of business. you got to determine who you wish to serve and why do you want to serve that person or person. And when you figure that out, I got news for you. Money will come. You'll be sitting there going, where in the hell did this come from? How did we get that? It will blow your mind.
1: You agree or disagree. I agree completely. Uh, and and you know this is the the reason why we're on the first mindset. It's the most foundational. It's important. It's the most important it, there. Well, yeah, I mean if you get that if you don't good. deal with this, I don't want to say if you get this wrong because i I don't I think it's really hard to get this wrong. I think a lot of people worry about getting it wrong. But if you don't begin to think about it it and make some decisions around it, uh, I think it's it's really problematic. It makes it difficult to do anything else. You know?
0: Oh, changes though, Steve, over in, in your lifetime. Okay, I'm 67. So as I have aged and I have grown with my clients and prospective clients, my focus has changed, but my market hasn't changed. The market has been the same, but their desires, their needs, their their goals have changed. So if we're willing to pick the who, and move through life with them, and understand, hell, think about the things I've had to relearn. I didn't know anything about Social Security at one point. I had to learn about it because clients were asking. Then all of a sudden, I'm in it. Then Medicare. So what's happened is all these things that I've experienced with clients has made me stronger and better. And I tell clients to, every day, Told clients a day, in fact, at uh, 130. She said, this is a problem. Can you help me? I'm sorry to waste your time on it, not a waste of my time. Because when I help you solve this problem, I will now have new knowledge to allow me to help hundreds, if not thousands, or tens of thousands of other people. So we grow and we grow and we grow or we choose not to grow. And it's okay. I'm not being judgmental or critical of people who don't want to grow because for a period of time I was thinking, eh, just retire and, you know, fade off to the sunset.
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I, um, you know, this about me, you know, the, the thing that, that really drives me is that, that I've grown up in professional service businesses. You know, my dad's a CPA. Um, he's you know now retired but you know he didn't retire until he was into his 70s and uh you know had a small firm at one time it was one of the largest firms uh, in in the city where I grew up and, and then it got smaller again and um you know and and I was kind of the kid that was crawling around under dad's desk um you know when he was working weekends and and you know nights and things like that and uh You know, so when when we go to work with one of our clients, I'm I'm thinking about that kid that's crawling around under a desk somewhere. And if I can solve the problem of getting business for that firm, for that professional, and they don't have to worry about that. And they can go home and they can spend time with their family and and do those things. Um, yeah, I mean, that to me is the, the driving factor. So I think it's vital to have that why. Otherwise, I mean, this, this all gets to be too difficult. You know, business is hard enough if you don't have a really strong connection to why you're doing it. Um, and for me, I don't, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, you know, your why should be your family or your kids or whatever. That's all great, but that's kind of, I mean, I love my kids, but, you know, if they listen to this, uh, don't take it the wrong way, guys. Um, that's a selfish why. I mean, that's, that's about me and my family. That's not about the people I'm serving.
0: Well, wait a minute, I've got you by what, 20 years? 19 years? I'm not sure. So, let's just call it 20 years. I got news for you. Your kids grow up. Your grandkids grow up. They find other interests other than you. You damn sure better have interests other than just your kids and your grandkids. You love them and you want to be with them, but you better have other things you care about. I want to talk about lifestyle. That's not part of what you're talking about, David. Let's talk about lifestyle. I know where you're sitting right this minute. I know how you're working. Talk about how you got rid of all of the nonsense in your world that was wasting your time and energy and you focused in on building your business where you could do it from anywhere you want to be. Uh, It's one of the, the freedoms we talk about. Time freedom, money freedom, relationship freedom, and location freedom. Spend a moment on that because I think your
1: who helps determine that. It does. I mean, if, it, you know, if I didn't focus on the the who that that we focus on, I might have to have a big office somewhere. You know, like you've got to have an office because people are coming in. And, minute, you know, our clients pick, are, wait a minute,
0: wait a minute, are you being critical of me?
1: Are you thinking? No, I'm not. It's not, it's not a criticism. <laughs> it's, it, it's a reality, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, early on and early on, I, I, when did I, I gave up the office, I think about five, five and a half years ago, because I was the only one going, all of our clients were out. So other than you were outside of the local area. Yes. There you know, and nice, that was by design. It was a nice office. I love coming to see you occasionally. <laughs> it was a beautiful office. It was wonderful, but totally unnecessary, right? I wasted your, um, waste your resources. Right. And, and so, um, and more than that, I was wasting a lot of time going back and forth and it wasn't serving our clients. And so, um, you know, if yeah, you know, in choosing your why, yeah, you can, and, and choosing your who and connecting them, uh, you know, you can, you can design the business in a way where it's serving the people you want to serve and it's, at the same time, allowing you to build the type of business you want to build.
0: I know where you're sitting right now. Folks, he is sitting in his beautiful home that he and his wife Aaron built. He has a studio. It's not an office. It is a studio. If You walk in there and you look at what he's got. It's like a recording studio so that he's got his environment where he can he can, he can can travel down the hallway in the morning in his pajamas and a cup of coffee if he wants to work. Now, in my home, I've set up my own little studio that's a microcosm of what he's got, but I'm to the point of where I've been focusing on this location for him so I can do interviews no matter where I am. Because if you don't get to the point of where you have the ability, to control your lifestyle and your life why be in business your business is there to be your benefactor it is there to serve you not you serve it and if we learn how to focus on our who and the why we choose them we will be much better Steve in my opinion to create a lifestyle that we enjoy and we love and we're not going oh crap I've got to go to work today we're like oh my god look at my day I'm getting to see Joe, Susie, Dan, and Bobby. I got four performance today. I'm excited about seeing these people because I'm part of their lives.
1: That's it. That's, that is it. All right. So let's move on to this fourth, uh, fourth mindset. And, uh, we talked about that some, but jump in it officially. Well, we have, um, but the, the, the mindset is that you understand that, by being very specific about your ideal clients, you're able to multiply your growth as a result of focus. And this is one of the things that I noticed, John, in the the very first year of working with clients on their marketing. The minute we could get them to focus, it's like instant results. Mm
0: -hmm. But wouldn't you agree, Steve, that's true of anything, whether it be sports, entertainment, business, once you identify one or two areas where you say, well, we're kind of weak here. Let's focus on this. When you start measuring something and focusing, you automatically improve.
1: I I think so. Always. Um, I, you know, I've always described it as, um, as, as, you know, sort of taking the, the, the blinders off, you know, in your case, John, you know, you're focusing on, um, on university professors.
0: Well, not just that, but really members of the but, broader family system
1: period. Right, but I mean, if you look at your narrowest kind of core, that mm-hmm. it's, it's professors, mm-hmm. right? And as you go around town, if you didn't have that focus, you know, and you just said, well, I'll work with any, any adult. Well, those university professors fall within that. So you still might do business with some of them, you know, but um, but the minute you say, no, I'm going after university professors, all of a sudden, all of these opportunities for you to connect with them are revealed. So some of the media that you use, like the uh, the FSU Faculty Magazine, all of a sudden now it, it immediately appears before you like where it makes sense. Hey, I should probably advertise there. You know, the events that you need to go to, the places you need to be seen, the the ways you need to network. Um, all of that become immediately apparent to you, and before that, they were completely invisible. Because if you're going after anybody and everybody, why in the world would you market in the university faculty magazine? Wouldn't make sense, right? And so, and and that's really what it's like. It's, I see this with clients all the time. The minute that we get them to focus. It's like they go, oh, wait, there's this opportunity over here. And then there's this connection I have over here. And that person has a bunch of people in their audience or in their network that fit this description. And I remember that now. And we could do a webinar with them or we could do a lunch and learn with them. And then over here, there's another opportunity. And they start seeing it all over the place. All those opportunities existed. They just didn't recognize them because they weren't focused. And that's what creates that speed of growth. Um, It really is a, it's a multiplier.
0: No doubt about it. And one of the things I've discovered for me, it's not just the professors, but it's having a clear vision that I want to talk about retirement issues that are on their minds, such as social security, Medicare. I've got to take money out of my retirement accounts, required minimum distribution what happens ultimately when I die, who gets this money? And the new secure act that was passed by Congress and signed by the president, really makes that more troubling and more confusing. So now instead of seven and a half, you can wait to 72. So that is newsworthy. So we sent out an email about it. And the fact that you die, your non-spouse beneficiary must take the money out over 10 years instead of lifetime. So now we've had something that's newsworthy so that we can talk about something that's specific to every person who has a retirement account. So if you have money in retirement accounts, I want to make sure you see John Curry and his team as being the experts to help you. That's what we focus on. So we are who specifically FSU professors, family professors, but also anyone who has money in retirement accounts where they're concerned about their future. And what happens is with the promotions we're doing, as you know, I don't spend a lot of money on advertising. I'll play something here and there, sponsorship here and there. But what happens every time I do it, we're getting multiples of that back.
1: Oh, yeah, easily. And, that, and a lot of that comes from just being really focused. If If you're focused, you can have – a message that people will respond to when you're not focused, you end up having a message that does has no meaning to anyone. And, right. and, and I think that's, that's the real key there. So you want to get to that, that fourth mindset, ultimately, Absolutely. where where you really understand that that specificity is the key, that focus is the key.
0: And let's talk about the fact that go back to very number one, there people who are fearful of spreading themselves too thin, or I'm leaving a market, if you will, if you'll, if you'll take the step of having the courage to identify that narrow focus, now you save time, energy, and money, and you have become an expert, a celebrity, and you have some authority, if you will. You've become the ace in that particular market, authority, celebrity, and expert in that particular market because now they see you. Just today, one of my colleagues said, you know, John has done a great job of promoting himself as being the retirement expert. And he said, and damn it, he's done that because he's in a position now where there are people that I want to work with. I said, no, John's the expert in this. Just this morning, he said, he shared that. So what you, you, you got to pick a niche. You can't be all things, every, everyone, but you can be something to someone.
1: Yeah. I've, I've- I think this is the foundational decision to make in your business. Uh, and so if you want to make growth inevitable, this is where you begin. So um, thanks for helping helping us walk through the uh, first of these mindsets, John. We're going to continue to go through the scorecard in, in the upcoming episodes. In the next one, we're going to cover the target 100 advantage. And and I, I know we got a lot to cover there.
0: Well, first of all, I thank you for letting me be a part of this and interviewing you somewhat because uh, today's the first time I've seen this in the detail you've done it. And I think I'm pretty good at this stuff, but I'm sitting here today, I'm going, you know, you and I have been talking since what, about uh, two o'clock, <laughs> uh, almost two and a half hours, two, two hours, and 45 minutes today. And I've learned a lot myself. So thank you for allowing me to be part of it, my friend. And those of you who are listening, whether you're part of the unstoppable CEO group or the advisory circle, you, you've got something here that if you'll take it and spend some time with it and run with it and truly learn more of what Steve offers, uh, you'll see huge, huge gains in your business. You'll be happier and your life will be better. So Steve, back to you.
1: Well, John, uh, let's wrap things up. We'll be back in the next episode with the Target 100 Advantage. I'm looking forward to that. There's a ton there. Um, I, to me, that's once you go through and identify who your who is, then applying the Target 100 Advantage that we're going to talk about uh, really will accelerate things for you. Um, so stay tuned for that. And you can get the scorecard at thegrowthscore.com, thegrowthscore.com. Download it, score yourself. And I would love to hear from you and, and find out uh, where you are right now, where, where your score is. You can email me, uh, just send me an email at steve at unstoppableceo.net. I'd love to know. Any last thoughts, John?
0: Yes, absolutely. Think about this, folks. If you could identify the one ideal client that you want, the one, and then as Steve just pointed out, what if you could then identify 100 of those How much better would your life be? So you identify one person, you go, oh my God, this is, if I got just this one guy or gal, my life is better. What would happen if you had 100 of them? And then if you lose one, you add another. You lose one, you add another. Think about that for just a minute. And that will give you a little teaser for what you're going to
1: experience uh, in our next episode. Absolutely. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. This episode of The Unstoppable CEO Podcast is sponsored by The Unstoppable Agency. That is the agency part of our business where we work with professional service firms and create a done-for-you marketing program. And what that looks like is we actually sit down with you. We come together and define your ideal client with you. We go build a list of those people. And then we begin reaching out to them on your behalf to book them as guests on your podcast. We call it podcast prospecting. And it's a fantastic way to connect with potential clients and influencers that can refer you. And it's end to end a done for you system. And so if that's something that you think might be the right fit for your business, go to our website, go to unstoppableceo.net. You can uh, find it there on the homepage a link to a video presentation that explains how it all works and if you'd like let's get together and have a quick 20-minute conversation and see if we're a fit again that's at unstoppableceo.net right on the homepage, look for a link to the video that explains how it all works